You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm just getting back from Kauai, back in Boulder, and I was greeted with a winter wonderland. It was freezing, everything is white as snow, and I actually love it, and I kind of missed it, but Kauai was exceptional. I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've had in a long time because I I just got to relax for a bit, which is something that I haven't done in years, actually. I'm always kind of on something or working on a new project, and even though I spent a lot of the mornings there working, I spent a lot of the afternoons just having a blast. Um, Kauai is actually kind of cloudy, so it was half the time it was sunny, half the time it was kind of cloudy, um, but I got to go to the north beach, the south, the west, everywhere, all around and I saw Nepali, and if you don't know what the Nepali coastline is, Google it, Instagram it, look for it anywhere, and you'll see it, and you'll be amazed, and you'll definitely want to go. It was actually, like, the most gorgeous thing I've seen. Beautiful. Um, I went on, like, a boat tour to go see it, and on our way there, we saw tons of dolphins, and if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with dolphins, There were tons of them. There were these baby dolphins, like, jumping in the air and twirling around and, like, putting on a show. And it's just incredible that these animals live in the wildlife. Like, they're not trained to jump in the air. They're in the ocean, and they just happen to jump up and then, like, wave to us, and they look happy. And, oh, dolphins. I just can't get enough. So we saw those, and then we snorkeled. So I snorkeled for the first time in my life, and that was absolutely amazing. Seeing all the fish underneath us, I just, like, oh my gosh. I wish I could do that every single day of my life. But unfortunately, I only got to do that for about 30 minutes. Got back on the boat and then continued to the Nepali and took some photos, you know, stared at it, smiled at it, loved it, awesome. And then big old waves come and we're in this boat and get tossed and turned a little bit. So that was kind of fun, actually. A little scary because the high um, tides, just like those high surf warnings are can come about quickly, very quickly. So we were later told that if the surf warning, if they had knew, known that it was going to be that high, they wouldn't have let us go out. So everything was good, though. Then we headed back, and then it got sunny again. It was a blast. And then some other things I did, ate a lot of good food, had fried taro chips, Um, lots of burgers, lots of eating food that I haven't eaten in a while, and lots of wearing swimsuits. The old Madeline probably would have freaked out by this. Even if I was at my leanest, I would have freaked out by having to do that. doesn't matter if I was lean or if I wasn't lean. Having to do that brought out some insecurity in me. You know what the most amazing thing was about this trip? I felt like myself. 
I weigh more than I did the last time I put on a swimsuit. Probably like 15 pounds more. But I felt more comfortable than I've ever felt. Huh, how strange is that, right? It's because I truly... I was truly allowing myself to enjoy the time that I spent there. I now understand that my body is just a body. But my soul was experiencing a, a, a wonderful time, a wonderful vacation full of friends and relaxation and bliss and beauty that I know that I wouldn't see otherwise. So I, fu I fully allowed myself to enjoy it. I gave myself permission to look past the trivial aspects of the human body and enjoy the presence and the intimacy with the ocean and with life. And that relationship was so powerful that I barely even thought about the body that I was inside of. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I'm not saying that the entire trip was easy in that regard. There were, of course, moments where I felt a little bit Mm, puffy or or whatever just those kind of feelings and those thoughts would sneak in but then I remember Madeline's body freedom just feel free in your body don't let it hold you back from experiencing anything and that's what happened I told myself you know you deserve this you deserve the time to have fun relax and if you let your body bring you down from this trip when no one else is looking at my body, if I'm the one person that holds me back from having an amazing time because I'm worried about something nobody else is even thinking about, no one's looking at my body thinking anything. Nothing. No one cares about my body. The only person that cares is me. So I could decide in that moment to either say, I care about enough to love it or I care enough to hate it. And I chose love and therefore I got love in return. So apologies for that text that just popped up because I forgot that my text messages are coming to my computer. So I just signed out. All right. Apologies for that. Won't happen again. Okay. Anyways. So today I want to talk about something um, that was really, really, um, what's the word? something very difficult for me to master whenever I was going through body freedom for the first time in my life. I kept hearing, I mean, health and fitness is such a, like, it's such a popular thing today. We all know that. We have pressures everywhere to be healthy, to be fit, to work out, to eat clean, to do all these things. And that's where orthorexia comes about. And that's where anorexia comes about. And then when we're trying to get out of these habits of being too healthy, it's hard to find that line, that fine line between being too healthy and healthy. What is it? And we listen to the media to tell us what to do, and we listen to fitness gurus to tell us what to do, and then we realize, well, I can't really get out of this because they're telling me to keep on keeping on. They're telling me to keep saying obsessed. Everything they tell me leads to obsession. Like, I'm so obsessed with avoiding microtoxins, but they just keep reminding me not to eat microtoxins, so I guess I'll keep avoiding them. So basically what I want to talk about today is when being healthy is not healthy. It's a very broad topic, but I'm going to kind of narrow it down as best as I can. <clears throat> so what does it mean to be so healthy that you're unhealthy? Well, there's a lot of different signs. It's where you're so healthy that you can't enjoy the small things in life. You can't enjoy the big things in life. You can't enjoy 
um, what your body does. You're so focused on your food that you can't enjoy it. You're too busy counting macros and calories that you're never even tasting the calories and the macros. You're worried, you're anxious, your stomach is in um, not thinking about a date that you have to go on or want to go on because you're worried about the food on the menu and what you're going to have to eat or not eat or what's for your next meal, your meal tomorrow, and you're just thinking about every single little thing about food. And then everyone keeps telling you to think about food. And then what about working out? I mean, what if you're deciding that going to the gym and doing a, your, your, the routine you're used to isn't really serving you anymore? But everywhere left and right keeps telling you that go to the gym, go to the gym. You're lazy if you don't go to the gym. What? You're lazy if you don't go to the gym? Is that the case for everyone? Is that the case for me? Well, I guess I'm going to go to the gym. I guess I have to put on my Lululemon and my headphones and spend two hours. In the morning, you're dreading it because you know it's not going to serve you. But by the time you're there, you're locked in. You're ready to go. You're ready to have a workout. And then you end up staying there for an hour and a half. And then you push yourself longer. You go one mile more. You go one rep more. Because all those little memes and all those little Pinterest fitspiration ads keep telling you, one more rep. Keep going. Or like, don't be lazy. Don't relax. Keep pushing yourself. And then you get so obsessed and you realize this is a problem. And then you try to back out of it. But you can't. Because everyone keeps telling you to push yourself more. And it's so easy to be manipulated by these messages. When you're in that vulnerable, impressionable, fragile state where you're trying to get out of doing a habit you're used to, like working out and eating clean, and everyone tells you that's the good thing to do, that's the right thing to do, it's hard to get out of it because you keep comparing yourself, thinking, well, everyone else is doing it. Why shouldn't I do it? You shouldn't do it because you know it's not healthy for you. You know it's not serving you. Just because it's, quote, healthy for some people doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Just because you're following other people's version of healthy doesn't mean you're thriving. Doesn't mean that you're doing your purpose in life. What if your purpose in life is to travel? And when you're traveling, you can't really count all your macros and calories because you've got to think about other things you got to be doing stuff. What if your thing is farming, but you're so addicted to counting your macros, you can't really spend time outside doing the manual labor you need to do? What if you really want to be writing a book, but you're so busy planning meals and prepping your meals that you feel like your purpose is actually to meal prep because you've convinced yourself of that because the media has convinced you of that? How do you break out of that? How do you get back on track to what's really important in life? How do you forget that health and fitness is even really a mandatory thing? How do you start viewing it as something you can do in a balanced way? How do you allow yourself to forget it altogether? You know, that's not such a bad thing. You already understand what food fuels you, what food nourishes you, what makes you feel best. Most likely you know it's not a cheeseburger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of these messages, I know you. I know you already know what good food is, what nourishment is, what indulgences are, and things that you should have here and there, or all the time. No limits. But what gives you the most energy? Scientifically speaking, this is normally unprocessed foods. That's just kind of the way it is. The way it is. Like... Eggs, 
meat, vegetables, fruits, legumes, nuts, all of those, those natural foods give us great energy. We can't deny that. Having a lot of processed sugar may make us tired and sluggish. Can't deny that either. So you already know what makes you feel best. But as long as you have these food rules, you're going to want to go against all of that. You're not going to want to eat all of the natural health foods as much as you would if your purpose was to eat it for energy to do your purpose. Really think about that. Remember that food is fuel for your purpose. Food is not fuel for the purpose of food being fuel. It's to allow you to have the energy to write that book or to farm or to volunteer at a shelter or to teach a class at school as a teacher. So how do you start to bring yourself back down to planet Earth and remember that food is just food? It's funny because I doubt the caveman people and the Paleolithic times were really as obsessed with food as we are. It was a necessity, yes. It was needed, yes. Sometimes it was scarce and that did cause anxiety, yes, but it's not scarce for us. It's everywhere. We've taken advantage of the fact that it's everywhere. So I'm going to give you five short tips to help you get out of the mindset that health needs to be the end-all be-all. When healthy isn't healthy, what do you do? Number one, you stop labeling yourself. You stop saying that I am the paleo girl and feeling like you have to be living inside of this box of paleolithic um, off-limit foods and things you can't do in your lifestyle and you get so worried about you know eating honey because you're a vegan and you're worried about the bees and you're obsessed that you can't even use bird's bees chapstick anymore and you're not really happy being that way but you've labeled yourself and you've allowed others to label you so you need to stop labeling yourself first and foremost and if you're not driving a car, I suggest writing these down and really thinking about all five of these points and making little subpoints of how you can start to do these actions, make these come to life. So how can you stop labeling yourself? What are the times where you can catch yourself labeling yourself and stop it mid-label? Or what are, what are some times where you know people are going to label you? Like, are, are you a health coach? And when, every time you go out to eat with your friends, they call you out? on being the healthy one? Well, that brings me to point number two. You speak up when others label you. When you go out to eat and people say, oh, you're a nutritionist, don't look at my food, you're gonna judge me, speak up about it. Say, no, I'm not, I'm gonna, I wanna get that too. That's great, that serves a purpose in my heart, it makes me happy, blah, blah, blah. Whatever your reason is for eating that food, not that you need a reason, but it does help when you're trying to create your own beliefs. Speaking up, not labeling yourself as one part of the equation, but speaking up really makes it come to life. You can continue to say, oh, but I don't want people to label me as a vegan anymore because I'm trying to break out of that, or I don't want to always be low carb. I want to be able to eat what I want. Well, thinking that and knowing that you don't want that label anymore is awesome. That's part one. But the next part is you actually have to speak up about it. And I know that's a little scary because it's like, well, once you start speaking up, it's actually real. You're actually no longer going to have that comfortable, safe label. You're not going to be able to control your weight as well, knowing that you no longer have food rules to control your weight. That's the end goal. That's what you want to do is no longer have to control your weight. 
I want you to know that you're worthy no matter what your size is. Doesn't matter. Mm -mm. Doesn't matter. And I know it's hard to grasp that at first, but after a while, you're going to start to believe it once you start speaking it. What you, what you speak, what you speak, what you think is what you believe. Number three, respect your story. Your story is different than anyone else. Your genes, traits, skin, body, hair, nails, personality is never going to be repeated in history ever again. Your story is never going to be repeated in history ever again. Health to you is, is different from health from everybody else. So every time people say, I'm being healthy because I'm drinking a smoothie for breakfast, or I'm juicing now, or I'm on a juice cleanse. Why aren't you on a juice cleanse? Juice cleanses are healthy. Respect your story. Know that that's not best for you if it's not. Know that hitting the gym six times a week, seven times a week, five times a week, four times a week, three times a week, whatever it is, if it's not for you, know it. Respect it. Respect your body's needs. Respect your body's size. Respect your story and what you've been through and what has brought you to where you are today to where you know that's not what's best for you. That doesn't serve you. Don't so easily snap back into being unhealthy for the sake of being healthy. If you know that going to those limits and eating that certain way, that clean way, or working out that intensely isn't healthy for you, be strong. Be strong enough to know what is not serving you anymore. Be strong enough to back out of the health and fitness industry. Be strong enough to know that you are unique, you are different, you are you. You have your own story. No one else can tell you what your story is, especially no strangers in the media or in the fitness industry that don't even know you, don't even know your soul, your heart, the things you've been through. Don't feel like you have to defend yourself either. <clears throat> if you can't do as many pull-ups as somebody else because you no longer go to the gym to do pull-ups every single day of your life, don't feel like you need to explain to people, oh, well, you know, I had to back out of going to the gym all the time because it really wasn't for me. Don't feel like you need to do that. You don't owe anybody anything. You're living up to your life and you're giving yourself and your body what you need. Number four is do what makes you feel exceptional. What makes you feel like you are on cloud nine? When you think about it, you just think you can't get enough. Is it writing? Is it reading? Is it playing music? Is it playing outside, um, taking a walk, doing yoga? Whatever it is, it doesn't need to be anything to do with fitness. It doesn't need to be anything to do with health. It doesn't have to be, well, it's either CrossFit or it's taking a walk or it's playing at the jungle gym or swimming or riding a bike. It doesn't have to be in the realms of moving your body. It's great to move your body, but if that's not what makes you feel exceptional and alive, don't Force yourself to do it. Go find what makes you feel like the best version of yourself. That's fitness. That is fitness. That is being happy and healthy and feeding your soul and the nourishment it needs in all different realms, emotional, spiritual, physical. And then, yeah, like exercise or movement or 
uh, working out, those are all trying to get to the same point of moving your body. Exercise is a very negative way to put it. And exercise usually doesn't make people feel exceptional. Maybe there's something that is considered exercise, like riding a bike outside, mountain biking, but it's not exercise to you. It's something that makes you feel exceptional. You don't have to view it as exercise. It's just the physical aspect of fitness. But then you can't forget to make yourself feel exceptional mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Figure out what works for you. And I'm not saying go online and Google it. I'm saying try new things. There's probably something that you can put on the sub bullet point for this and say, well, you know, I really love painting. That makes me feel exceptional. I really should be doing more painting, but I can't be doing painting because I'm really trying to work on my swimming strokes and my gymnastics bodies workout. And I'm really trying to work on this and this and this and this and all these different physical things because society keeps telling me that I need to improve that and that. But you don't need to do that. You can just find what makes you feel exceptional and work towards that. And then number five, remember that life is short. Life is not forever. Life is not even that long. It can pass you by within a blink. So if you remember that life is short, you can do all the other four points. You can remember to stop labeling yourself and to start speaking up and respecting your story and remembering to do what makes you feel exceptional. Live every day to the fullest. And that's so cliche sounding, but when you really think about it, every single day could be the last. It really could. So what if you found out that you were going to pass tomorrow? Would you immediately think to yourself, man, I'm so glad that I counted all those calories. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I spent three hours at the gym every day. I'm so glad that I stopped painting and playing music and meeting new friends and going to social events for, for the sake of my leanness. I'm so glad I did that. It was all worth it. I'm glad that I'm leaving behind nothing, no legacy or no creations or inventions. You know, think about it. What would you think? This has always kind of been something that I've fallen back on. Whenever I start to remember that I'm getting a little bit too obsessed with my body or I'm thinking too much about um, my the nutrition I'm putting in my body or if that burger was healthy or if I shouldn't have eaten this or that, I just remember life is short and that actually was awesome food or it was an awesome rest. I am glad that I slept in that morning and skipped that morning workout. Like I needed it. My body needed it. I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Life is short. But also there are still plenty more days to go to the gym or to go to CrossFit or go do this or that. There's plenty more days to make your body feel good. But what if something else makes your body feel good? What if a walk makes your body feel good? A one mile walk, go do that. And don't have to do that and then go do the other workout. Just do what makes you feel best and it's different for everyone. Please remember that. So those are five really important key points that I hope you can keep in mind if you wrote them down. Remember to write down some sub bullet points that you can personally do to work on these to work towards these goals, to get back online on what it means to be healthy for you. And then lastly, what I want to bring up today is um, something completely not related to this, but the Healthy Gut Summit is coming up in um, just a few short days. So I'm gonna have a link to the Healthy Gut Summit if you want to sign up for this. It's absolutely free to watch the videos. If you've ever seen a summit, you know these are awesome. Lots of different information 
packed into one free resource. So the Healthy Gut Summit is going to help you understand um, the rise of chronic disease and the symptoms that signal their presence. Learn how to how your environment affects your gut microbiome. You'll receive practical advice about dealing with diet stress and toxins and learn how to speak with your doctor about um, treatment for these kind of things. Now, I am promoting the Healthy Gut Summit because I do believe that your gut produces a lot of the serotonin that you experience, which can produce happiness and um, help you to get up and serve your purpose. But I'm also going to mention, because, you know, I, I don't believe in any particular diet, so I love these type of things because they give me more information and I do enjoy learning about foods that um, are great for limiting diseases and making you feel amazing, but also I take a lot of these things with a grain of salt because I understand that there is no diet that fits for everybody. So the Healthy Gut Summit is going to provide you with so much amazing information, but if it starts to talk to you about, you know, if one particular speaker is very... Um, very heavy on low carb or low fat or this or that, just remember that that's not true for everybody. Remember to do what makes you feel best. Take this information and get smarter and learn more and enjoy learning more, but don't let anything just push you back into um, this cycle that I've been talking about this entire time. So while I did want to promote this and bring it up because I do think it's awesome to be able to learn about this kind of stuff, but you know, I, I know a lot of my audience probably has already signed up for this, so I kind of did want to mention that just to be smart about the information you're provided with and know your story, respect your story. So if you do want to sign up for this, I actually have the link to it on my website for the show notes for this episode. So you're going to go to mindbodymusings.com slash mbm35. I'm actually going to start making my URLs mbm and then the, the number of the show. Up till now, I've done the first and last name of the guests that I had on it, but I think this is gonna be a lot smarter and easier for you guys to find the links you wanna go to. So this one is episode 35, so you'll just go to mindbodymeetings.com slash mbm35. And the Healthy Gut Summit is coming up very soon. It's February 9th to 16th, so go ahead and sign up now and watch some free interviews. It's going to be rad, y'all. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for listening, friends. I'm Maddie Moon, and you have been enjoying the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate and review it in the iTunes store as well as subscribe. Also, please remember I'm glad to continue the conversation on my website, mindbodymusings.com where you can also sign up for my free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self-esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. This is coming from an ex-fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.